Thanks for tuning into Americana Music Profiles. The next episode starts right now. You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Val Story grew up not far from Nashville and cut her vocal chops as a Nashville session singer. She enlisted the legendary Larry Cordell to produce her forthcoming sophomore album, Share Your Secrets With Me, which includes a tribute single to the late Nancy Griffith, Love at the Five and Dime. Val joins me on this edition of Americana Music Profiles to talk about her musical journey and this latest album. Good morning, Val. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. I'm glad that uh, we were able to make this happen uh, so close to a holiday. Uh, we're all looking forward to um, uh, Thanksgiving, eating lots of turkey and sleeping in, taking some naps. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> um, we were chatting a few minutes offline, and uh, I, I'm from Virginia, and I noticed that uh, you were uh, spent a little part of your life in Roanoke before you uh, moved south. Tell me about that a little bit. That's right. Um, so my parents both are from Roanoke. Um, my dad grew up in Roanoke, and uh, my mom actually was born in Marion, Virginia, but they moved to Roanoke when oh, she was yeah, a, cool. a girl. Yeah, so, um, but my dad and mom, both musicians, um, singers, songwriters, and so they they got the itch to move um, close to Nashville, so they did in 72, and uh, kind of started doing music here, and then my dad opened a recording studio, but mm, uh, cool. all that good stuff came from Virginia, though. My dad played gosh he had a little radio show when he was a boy and oh, mama had cool. a gospel group they were on a tv show together yeah. w wsls i believe yeah and, right yeah yeah, yeah. How about that? <laughs> so cool. it was just kind of in the blood to to come this direction i guess <laughs> yeah so you you grew up with music and music things around you then it was part of your yes. life yeah it really yeah from from day one <laughs> Did you, when did you catch the bug? When did, when was it, what, what pulled you into it to the you next know, level? It's, it's, I'm not, I'm not sure if this is what it is, but I always go back to what my mom told me. I, I was very, um, I, I was a very introverted child. Um, and I still have that. It's kind of an extroverted introvert, I mm. guess. Um, but, uh, when, uh, actually right after we moved to, um, Gallatin, which is just right North of Nashville, um, my mom and I were in a car accident and I, I hardly talked at all. I mean, she told mm. me it was just impossible to get me to talk. And I was, I was a little over three years old and should have been talking. Um, and when we were in the hospital, which we were there for about three months, um, she said, I just started singing. Hmm. So I was laying in the, in the bed. I hadn't let my legs were up cause they were broke and just all, you know, all kinds of yeah. stuff going on. But she said, you just started singing. I guess I did it maybe to soothe myself mm -hmm. but i'd heard it you know i'd heard it since the day well probably before i was born you know and so um it was very soothing to me i guess so i guess that's when i really started singing and then the bug probably hit me about i would say really hit me at about 11 mm -hmm. and i just wanted to be like there were contests going on mm -hmm. and i told my dad this is really funny i told my dad I said, I, I said, we had a recording studio. My dad built a recording studio in Gallatin. And and so, again, introverted and very quiet, I went to my dad and I said, hey, dad, I want to be in a talent show. Hmm. 
he said, really? And I said, yeah. And he said, what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'm going to sing. And he said, can you sing? And I said, I think so. <laughs> so he was so, so sweet and brought a, brought a band in the studio and, and let me uh, record my first, you know, little things to kind of practice and, and then have a track for the um, talent show. Yeah. So okay. that's kind of where it really started. And uh, Did you I, get you know, in? I loved it. I, I did, and yeah. I won. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, that's, that's encouragement, one. yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was it was really, really something, so, but... Uh, when did it happen for you professionally? When, when did you move out of uh, that phase wow. and into doing something full-time? Well, um, interesting enough, because of the studio, I had a lot of opportunities, um, I think, because of that, and because imagine, of my dad yeah. being a musician, and my mom being a, a, a singer, and um, songwriter herself. Um, my mom started working with two of the Jordanaires, um, with, and another lady, they had a, a they had a quartet that they worked mm, together. And cool. yeah, it was really, really neat. And then when I was about 14, 15, um, I don't remember the circumstance, but I just remember that the other lady, um, who was in the group wasn't able to, make this session so they asked me if i would do it and mm. i was like oh course, scared to death you know mm -hmm. ordinaires and i was i was like well okay <laughs> you know so we went in the studio and so that was my first professional recording was with two of the jordanaires which was Dwayne west and ray walker wow. uh, and uh, i loved it you know and then i started doing studio work um well i started uh traveling with a gospel group called pure faith when i was about I guess about 14 too. And we traveled every weekend doing um, gospel shows at different churches and, hmm. and events. And, and then uh, let's see, I got a little older and uh, started doing demo work for songwriters. Um, and I did that for a long time. And I did do like, I did sing out. Like I sang at a jazz club in Nashville when I was like 16. Hmm. And I, I know it was crazy. I'll, I've done so many things, but um, I've been, I feel very lucky though. I've had a lot of different, different experiences with different music and and uh i just love great music so yeah but um we uh really uh i guess the, the demo singing i did that so so much and uh then i decided one day i just wanted to go ahead and record an album because I was, I was getting a little bit older so i did a gospel album which i did that so my grandmother would be very happy and she was uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh and uh, you know, I got married. I had I had two children. I stayed home, did demo work, and uh, then uh, about eight nine years ago, my daughter, who was heading to college, said, "Mom, you really ought to go out and sing live again." Mm. And I thought, "That uh uh, no, I don't think so." <laughs> <laughs> the introvert in me was like, "No, I don't, I don't, you know." And uh, long story short, by the grace of God, and just some little things that happened without without really me doing anything i mean i did pray about it and mm -hmm. i asked god said you know if that's what if you want me to go out and sing show me mm -hmm. because i i don't want to go knocking on doors i you know i'm at a place in my life where i love doing the the demo work i love doing background vocals i love all that i love mm -hmm. being in that mm -hmm. you know but if it's something you want you show me and i promise you it was not something that i i, I they put me on the um books at the station inn I went in and they told me and I said, what are you talking about? And they said, well, we've got you on there for January 22nd. And I said, uh, no, I think you got the wrong person. They said, no. And, uh, 
the sound guy who actually is my ex-husband <laughs> came over. He could tell something was going on and he came over and he said, Oh yeah, I told him you need to be singing again. So you're on the, wow. you're on the uh, books for the 22nd. I said, I don't even have a band. Wow. And he goes, you better get one. So, <laughs> and that started the whole, so I've done so much in the last eight, nine years, probably more than I've done my whole life. I mean, I've been wow. so busy and, yeah. um, God's just really, gave me opportunities and, and, and put me around the best people I could be around. And, um, I just feel very fortunate. So, so yeah. So when did you, 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 so you've cut two records, you've got a new one and then the one, the first one. So was that around about that time then the, the first, uh, full no, the first cut? one, no, the first one I did, I guess I was about, I was about 26 when I did the first, mm, the gospel okay. album. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I was so busy recording with other people that I really wasn't doing a lot of recording of my, you know, my own stuff. So, so I'm catching up now. Mm -hmm. So we've got the new record and, um, we actually have another record started. It, it'll be probably finished in the next few months. And, oh, cool. Okay. And, uh, and talking about another one. So, um, yeah, so I'm making up for lost time. Yeah. <laughs> are, are you doing, are you writing some of your own material? I am doing some writing. Um, we've uh, we've got a couple on this first album, okay. and there'll be a couple on the next one. Um been fortunate, again, to, to get in and write with um, some of the best songwriters, in my opinion, ever. Um, so that's, uh, which I've, you know, I, I've written a lot of different kinds of songs, but songwriting's a whole it's a it's a different thing you know mm -hmm. getting, i'm my big thing is i'm like am i done is this song done i always because oh. i overthink everything and so i have to go to one of them and say is this done <laughs> you know? they're like well yeah i think it is you know or whatever yeah, but, um, yeah. yeah it's a weird it's a weird thing especially when you're around those kind of songwriters yeah um, yeah you know um but man what gracious people they have been so yeah. um yeah, uh, so I'm trying to write cool. more, too. I'm, I'm making a goal of that. So We're going to pause for just a moment. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the interview. Do you have a process that you follow? Do you have an instrument of choice that you write with? Uh, tell me a little bit about yeah. the process for you. Yeah, usually acoustic guitar, usually. Mm -hmm. um, I say that, but however, there's sometimes I get melodies in my mind that I, I need a piano player, somebody mm -hmm. that you know, really can hear mm -hmm. whatever that chord is that, that I'm, you know, or they have different choices of chords, which, you know, make it, I can hear it, but I can't play it on the piano. Yeah, if that okay. makes sense. And mm -hmm. some of them are so obscure that I don't play on guitar either. But, um, but most of the time, it's, it's, at least for the projects we've been doing is, is mainly guitar. And, um, you know, the process for me, a lot of times we just go in and, and, uh, talk mm -hmm. we just start talking or say you know might say hey i heard this person the other day say uh da, da 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 you know like oh man you know it's really good and you know we might try to write something around that or think it through or what's the story you know and mm -hmm. then you know, write it and but we we actually this the ones that's on this new record we were in writing we we're trying to up tempo songs are really hard to find and they're very they're needed mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. but and for an artist who loves ballads it's really hard to find an up-tempo song that you're like, yes, this suits me. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. So uh, we went in to, to do that. We went in to write kind of a shuffle. We thought we need a shuffle on this record. And so um, we did, we, we, we wrote the shuffle and it was really good. And, and we, you know, felt like we were singing it through and everything. And I said, you know, man, we, 
I love this, but we really, I really like slow and sad. You know, I'm just, I love slow and sad <laughs> songs. And so the, the, one of the other writers said, oh my gosh, let's write that slow and sad. And so we wrote this beautiful ballad that sounds like, it sounds like something Patsy Klein would have done. Oh, um, cool. And uh, so proud of that. And uh, um, so we stayed there longer that day and said, let's, let's do that. You know, so yeah. that was really, really one of the, just a very exciting thing for me um, because I know that's a great song and, and I, not not because of me but because of where we were at and I think a lot of times that's how how songs or at least great songs happen I think sometimes the less thought about uh-huh. where it just kind of flows um, yeah comes out you know because a lot of people you they'll say oh I wrote that hit song you know in like 10 minutes you know and then they'll go oh I wrote that one. it took me days to yeah, write that you yeah, know or whatever yeah. so but yeah. Uh, yeah, so it, everybody has a different a different process, I think, and that's what I love about co-writing. Yeah, you know, I, I heard somebody uh, maybe in one of the interviews make the comment that um, it's if you spend enough time, you can write a good song, but oftentimes you just bump into the great songs. They're just they're kind of waiting right. to be stumbled into, you know. And so right. I, 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 that seems like a very um, I, from the stories I hear from other people, it seems like that's true often. Um, yeah. it's the, the great ones are the ones you really just kind of bump into. They're just, they're waiting mm-hmm. to be discovered. Right. Right. And then when they are, they just start kind of flowing, yeah. flowing out. And, and I've always been amazed how words, you know, can work together. It's like, wow, that's like, they're perfect. You know, yeah. it's it just yeah. amazes me when I listen to, to different lyrics of songs or, or read lyrics of songs. I'm like, See if we didn't have that word, that wouldn't work. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's just bizarre great. to me sometimes. Yeah, but yeah, I think it. I think it's a just kind of flows out sometimes, and and that's I like that. That's that's nice. It's better than getting in and kind of, you know, sitting in a think tank. Right, right, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So the the record is "Share Your Secrets with Me." Right, is that the, right? That's that's, the title, yep, that's yep. the title of the record. Share and and Larry Cordell helped produce it. Yeah, well, Larry Coyle is producing it, yep. that's correct, and uh, Chris Latham's doing, a, who's a fantastic engineer, uh, you know, been doing that, that part for us, and have great musicians, oh my gosh, on this mm. record, um, just, um, I mean, I can't, there's just so much that's, that's happened with this thing, so, mm. but I will tell you this, Cord, we call him Cord, mm-hmm. or the Mighty Cord, mm-hmm. um, he is... He's always been one of my favorite singer songwriters, um, and but but a great what a great guy. And you know when before we even went in to do these records, he had told me you know we we've been doing the station in for several years already, and he said Val, you know you really you really need to do a record, and and I was like oh Cord what would you know because music is so different now. I'm like mm-hmm. well, what would I do with it when I you know if I did it? And he mm-hmm. said your kids would have it if nothing else you would you would have a, <laughs> yeah, you know a, yeah. a, that this was me i was here you know and and i thought okay and then we you know and uh, and he told me he said and this is what got well his talent is what made me choose him as a producer but because i had some options um but he told me he said i will i will pay for it if you will do it wow and and he's not, but he he's graciously giving all of his time and his producing, just from his heart as a labor of love, and that's what he told me from the beginning. So, um, 
I thought, man, when somebody when somebody wants to do something enough, mm-hmm. they're willing to do it like that. Mm-hmm. They really want to do it, and their heart will be in it. Yeah. And that's what that's what I love, you yeah. know. So, but man, all the all the things on this record that will be heard that it's like, oh, that was really cool, or that was really neat. It's, I yeah. can almost guarantee you it was a Larry Cordell idea. Wow. That's so cool. yeah, yeah, it's really cool. So you mentioned playing a lot currently do you so will you get to go out with this record are you going to try to do some festivals and and tour do you have a band together for this i i can i don't necessarily have a band i could put one together pretty quick um just from you know folks i know and Mm -hmm. things like that but uh and the monday band would be great but a lot of them they travel with so many you know they've traveled with people themselves Mm so Mm -hmm. um my hope really is to um just get it heard as much as I can and uh, maybe do some, I'd love to do some overseas touring, to be honest, wow, like in the cool. UK and do things. And I've had a lot of, um, surprisingly, and a lot of response already from, from that part of the world. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so I kind of, Greg, I'm kind of one, I mean, I'll work hard to get things happening. Mm-hmm. However, I really do always kind of just say, God, show me, show me where you want me. And you know what? He has always done that. And that brings me such peace because I know I'm in the place I'm supposed to be. And that may not be in front of a gazillion people. It may be in front of, it may be in front of 15, you know, but I know that I'm supposed to be there and, uh, and for whatever reason, they're supposed to be there. So that's just kind of the way, but I do, I mean, who, I'd love to travel and do do shows. So, um, you know, COVID's changed things a lot too. Yes. Just with um, still just trying to, you know, make things make things work. So, but I hope so. <laughs> well, it looks like the festival scene is waking back up. Maybe it you is. know it did it did some in twenty one, and and it seems like uh, people people's intentions are for it to be kind of back to normal in 22. So yes. we're hoping for that anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. It's time. Oh, I'm telling you. Yeah. And yeah. you know, boy, when, when, during all that, you, I mean, I don't know about you, but we, you talk about missing, I, you mm-hmm. know, I had a lot of musicians, friends of mine say, you know, can you imagine not ever being able to do that again? Yeah. And, um, I'm like, no, you know, and, and as much, I mean, I love, I love singing. I never listen to myself after I've recorded something, I'm done. Mm -hmm. I don't uh, once, I mean, I'll fix things if I need to fix something Mm -hmm. that I know, Mm -hmm. but at some point I have to go, okay, you make a choice because I overthink everything. Yeah. So, um, but just the, the feeling of doing something on stage, uh, singing a song uh, or a lyric that move somebody that that means something to them or or takes them away from their troubles a little while that mm-hmm. that means that's why i sing yeah honestly it yeah. is and uh and it comforts me sure you know yeah. so um well that that brings yeah. the divine back into it you know right if you you following that to begin with and you can make that connection on stage it uh, it doesn't have to necessarily be a religious experience it can right. it can be something they're taking away because they needed to hear what you had to sing Exactly. You're exactly right. Music is powerful. It is. Yep. It is. Yep. I'm glad we're getting it back. Um, I, I, oh, yes. Many artists did what they could to keep it alive, but there's there's something special about being being in the audience. And I know from your perspective, being on stage, when you've got that mm-hmm. three-dimensional connection there, it's it's not the same as You're watching right. it on a computer. So. Yeah, and it show, I think a lot of that showed people we, we, we need each other. Mm-hmm. 
for you sure. Know? Yeah. So and um, so that's a good thing. <laughs> so you mentioned there's there's more on the way. Uh, I, I yeah. So soon <laughs> on the next one, are you about ready to start recording that one? Are well, you that close. We've we've yeah. We actually when we went in on this first one. We, uh, which was pre-COVID, it was right before mm, COVID, okay. so everything shut down. But we um, we recorded 15 sides, and um, which is kind of just an odd. But there was just there was songs that was just like I really want to do this, mm-hmm. so, you know. So we did, and and then when we got back in after COVID, which because everything had to shut down, mm-hmm. um, you know, we kind of we revisited all that, and and um, Cord said you know, Val, you got 15 sides. If you do five more, you got another album. Hmm. <laughs> so why don't we do that? You know, yeah. I said, so we did. We went ahead and recorded those tracks, and then we split them to say, this is going to be on this album, this will be on this album. Oh, cool. And um, then we started, of course, working on what was going to be on the first album, getting all that done, and then um, – and we're we're very very close with the whole thing now, so it won't be too long. Mm-hmm. And um, then we'll start um, working on on the second one. So yeah, it's just uh, that's awesome, crazy. I mean, making up for lost time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if if folks want to check out the new record or uh, get on your mailing list, uh, be in touch. What's the best way to to make all that happen? Gosh, uh, Val Story Sings, and it's Story, S-T-O-R-E-Y, ValStorySings.com. And uh, go, go on there and say hi to me. There's a place where you can you can say hi. And then um, I'm on Facebook, you know, all social media stuff, uh, Val Story Sings also, um, Instagram, all that. So, And I love to hear from folks. So if there's somebody out there and you want to you wanna ask me something or say hi, I'd love that. So uh, I like to see who's out there and who's listening and uh means a lot to me music on spotify itunes all the oh yeah streaming. yeah okay yeah so yeah thank you for that <laughs> i'm not a good salesman no that's all right yes. I, yeah. uh no you're right yeah all those all those streaming things spotify yeah um amazon music um gosh i guess uh, see i don't even know all of oh them, there's so many yeah right there's that's so many that's good well, well somebody's got you in the right place let's put it that way yeah <laughs> well thank you val this has been great I, i've enjoyed oh, uh, learning you. your story and and i uh, wish you well with all of it this sounds exciting thank you so much it is and um, i'm i'm grateful and thankful to you for being able to do this interview today i appreciate it so much thanks again for tuning in to this episode of americana music profiles find us on itunes at americana music profiles and on the internet at americanarhythm.com it's nfl draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football fantasypoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points fantasypoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play whether you play fantasy football daily fantasy sports or do a little bit of everything fantasy points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.